episode 365. One for every day of the year and why I am here doing podcasts. Hello and welcome and uh, thank you for joining me. Hope you're doing okay, hope you're well, hope you're following the rules, whatever they may be, wherever you are, <laughs> in the greatest pandemic um, probably ever uh, to hit the human race. Um, but yeah, I hope you're all doing well. Uh, I'm uh, speaking from uh, Dublin and Ireland. It's 2021, it's February, uh, still in lockdown. Uh, I don't know how many lockdowns that is now for Ireland. I think it's the third one maybe, I'm not quite sure. It may end in March. Well, some of it will end in March. So this is episode 365. Um, so one for every day of the year. You can listen to me every day of the year if you want to. <laughs> not sure you want to, but if you want to, you can. Um, yeah, and why am I here doing podcasts? That's another good point. But uh, So the 365 is quite an important moment for me in a sense. When I first started doing these podcasts, I thought I might do 50. Might do 100, you know, might do 200 then. You know, that's it now. 200 and that's it, you know. I'll do 250. 250. <laughs> 300. 300. <laughs> uh, 365. It's quite an important number, I think, because of the days of the year. Um, and that sort of brings me nicely on to why I'm doing podcasts. So I was talking to a friend today. Um, I've been very lucky to have, um, I don't I don't know what I'm going to use. I don't know what word I should use. A carer, caregiver, uh, <laughs> a nurse, health worker. Um, who checks on me um, and there are all sorts of a premise of just oh well I'm, I'm doing a shop in Lidl you know uh, can I pop in sort of thing you know it's all very <laughs> and she comes and sees me anyway and uh, she is she is one of the healthcare workers who um, yeah, they're, they're doing an amazing job I have to say you know but uh, and the premise is to come make sure I'm still here <laughs> I suppose you know but um, we have some amazing conversations. Um, I could be very big-headed and go, well, whenever I talk, it's always going to be an amazing conversation. But uh, it's interesting, you know, we, we talk about all sorts of subjects. Uh, and, you know, science um, is a big part of those. And the questions that a lot of people ask, you know, about space, um, is there aliens, have the aliens visited us? Uh, you know, uh, is there other planets? Is there alien life out there? You know, these are all the sorts of questions that she had, you know, and I thought, well, well I can I can talk about these if you like. <laughs> and uh, I think the big question she said to me was, well, you know, do you think aliens have visited us? Do you think aliens have been here? You know, what's your opinion on this now? You know, and uh, I always like being put on the spot like that. <laughs> and it's a great question, I have to say, and I do have a very great answer to it as well, so... Um, but I mean, that brings me nicely on to why I'm here doing podcasts, because at the end of, uh, you know, whatever's hour or two of just chatting, talk, me talking rubbish mostly, um, and she's about to go, you know, and before she went, she said, have you ever thought of being a, like a teacher or something? And just, you know, telling, talking about these things. And, you know, I said, well, that's why I do the podcasts. <laughs> I'm rubbish at promoting them. I'll never promote them very well. But they're there, and if anybody wants to listen to them or not listen to them, they're there, you know. Uh, and it's an outlet for me to get some of what I have in my head out there, you know. But I just thought it was funny. I don't, she knows I do podcasts. I'm not quite sure why she didn't make the connection, but anyhow. Um, so getting back to the question of, <laughs> do I think aliens have visited us? Um, some of you are going to be very disappointed with this answer. Some of you are going to be elated. Uh, some of you don't care less. 
Uh, but basically, my take on it is this. <laughs> there is life out there, you know, in the universe. There are definitely lives evolving in other places where the conditions are right. But there are a lot of limitations with creating a craft and traveling across the vastness of space. It means you can't really do it. You know, it's very hard to do it, and maybe it'll never be done uh, in the physical sense, you know. Um, for example, a little metal tin can the shape of a flying saucer. Getting in, you know, strapping yourself in, you're never going to go to speed of light. If you can't go at the speed of light, you're going to be dead before you get there. So there's a lots of limitations, you know. Now, to be fair to the, my friend, she was a great a few questions like, well, you know, they might be different than us. They might not be squishy carbon-based life forms. I goes, you know what? They could be completely different things to us. I get all that. But of the evidence we have, we're pretty much, I'm not, I'm not going to use the word perfect, but we're, we've evolved this way. We're intelligence. We do amazing things. So this is what we have to go on. Let's put it that way. Um, so, but don't, listen, it's not all lost, you know. Aliens haven't visited us. They never have. They may never visit us physically. And I'm okay with that. I don't, you know, I mean, there's certain things in science and physics, do you, they're really hard laws to break. How the hell, you know? Uh, it's like gravity, you know. You jump out of a building that you can't change that law. You're not going to suddenly start whizzing around and flying around the place, you know. And it's a tough one. So, here's my take. <laughs> I, love, I love that you asked the question, but uh, so yeah, um, I believe they will find, they will find, they will discover through science uh, and inventions a way to communicate across the vastness of space. Now, you just have to bear in mind, though, that if they are say, let's say they're very close to us, I think the closest possible stars ten light years away. So 10 light years is a way, yeah, I think you all know this, 10 light years, is a, light years are a way of describing very vast distances. Um, and light traveling for a year is the distance, and that's <laughs> and light travels very fast, you know. So 10 light years, I think, is considered the closest star to us that might have life on it, uh, if we're going to be very positive about the whole thing, you know. So how would they communicate with us? Well, they're not going to get in a spaceship, you know. And my take on this is, well, we have a good example with lockdown. We're all finding ways to stay in the house and not go out. And I think the hyper-intelligent beings that are like maybe a million years ahead of us in terms of evolution and development, they don't leave the house. They're hardly going to get in a spaceship down and come and visit us. But they'll be looking at ways of, and I only saw it today, that Google have laid a new fiber optic cable across the Atlantic. And it's the fastest thing ever between Europe and America. This this fiber connection, there's something like I don't know, is it the um, there's, there's I don't know the biggest libraries in the world. You could do three times a second down this link. This is an amazing link, you know. And it's that it's that that I think ah, if you're more intelligent than us, more developed than us, then you're going to be doing that. You're going to be innovating. You're going to be making things faster. And for me, they would find ways to communicate now. Don't get me wrong, I mean, we're not, compared to them, we're probably pretty stupid. And they, they sort of know if they send us a signal, we're probably not going to be able to decode it. We're just so stupid, you know. But I think they could think around this. They could be, you know, and I think the signal will travel at the speed of light, which is good and it's bad. It's as fast as possibly can be, but it'll get there 
eventually, you know. The other problem is, you know, if the 50, well, we've been emitting radio signals consistently since, say, let's say 1920, 100 years roughly. So if they're more than 100 light years away from us, then we're silent. We're a silent planet. They won't even notice us in the, the cacophony of other planets out there that might be making noise. So we're off the list there. If they're less than, so we're between 10 light years and 100 light years, that's where they must be for them to in any way communicate with us. Now, I know people have talked about drones and all sorts of these. I don't think it's going to be physical. And I, I say that because our own experience with COVID and the way we're working now is things are less and less physical. You can live your life without traveling the world. You don't have to go, get on a plane and go a few thousand miles. And I think the more intelligent we get, the less we rely on the physicality, the physical things that travel. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing, by the way, but I think it's inevitable in some ways. So there'll be people on this planet, which is roughly, this planet's in its own solar system. Let's assume it's got the perfect conditions like we have. The right distance from the sun, it's been hit at some point, the angle for the seasons, it's got a moon. Oh, this is beautiful. It's got water, it's got an atmosphere. It's the temperature's just perfect for a carbon-based life form. Wow, this is happening. And it's between 10 light years <laughs> and 100 from the Earth. Because if you're outside of that, you're not going to hear any any signals. You see any, I say hear signals, you're not going to interpret any signals. Because they're radio waves. You know, it could be a radio station. It could be, and a lot of this is analog, remember, which I think are probably some of the easiest signals to decode. Digital isn't too bad. Encrypted digital, mm, that's a little bit harder. <laughs> but if it's analog, when a lot of it was for the last, I don't know, between 1920 and 2000, most of it was, was analog, wasn't it, to, to a certain extent. And things like AM, FM, you know, they, they'd work their way around that, you know, no problem. So they get a signal from us. But it's going to take a while, isn't it? So to them to receive the signal is between 10 and 100 years. So let's use 1920. I want to use 1920 as the... I'm going to put me... I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> I'm going to be flagging the sand. So in 1920, boom, we started emitting a lot of signals into space, right? And then 1930, 10 years later, the closest possible planets around stars starts to receive this information now we're asking a lot because we're assuming that they're really well developed you know and they could interpret this but then we have this lovely spectrum of the next 90 years so 20 so 1930 to 2020 2021 okay um so we're now every year that goes by every decade that goes by there's more and more of a chance that they're going to receive those signals. And someone within this region are going to receive those signals and interpret those signals and realize where they come from. But it's not all good. Because, say it's 80 light years away, they received a signal from 1920. They might go, oh, geez, these aren't very, you know, let's not waste any, let's not bother talking to these people. They're not that intelligent. Or they might say, yes, let's. But it's going to take another 80 years for the message to get to us. That's 160 years, isn't it? From, say, 1920. None of us here alive today are going to see the response. So I don't want to build people's hopes up. I'm not really, am I? <laughs> so my feeling is there are 
life forms out there, and there will be ones more intelligent, more developed. I mean, more intelligent means more evolved, you know, in that sense. Uh, maybe they're in an even better location. Maybe they never have a harsh winter or a hot summer. Maybe they're even more in a mild climate. It's possible, the variability of things, you know. Maybe they was hit by two bodies when there was a forming planet and it gave them just the right angle you know we've got a good angle maybe they've got a better angle you know maybe there's two moons maybe the sweet spot is two moons you know <laughs> so anyway this perfect planet somewhere out there with these really intelligent beings they receive signals from the earth that we've transmitted maybe 40 50 years ago they've interpreted them and gone Yes, there's something out there. We need to communicate with these because that's what you do, isn't it? Intelligent societies and species, that's what you do. You want to communicate. You want to reach out. You want to discover. You want to learn. And yeah, we're, we're going to be part of this. The downside is if it's, you know, 50 light years away, it'll be 100 before we, we get the response. So it's highly unlikely that any of us of a certain age, <laughs> we might not have 40, 50 years left on this planet are going to see the response. But listen, I don't mind that. I don't, I don't, you know, that's fine, you know. I'm good with that. I'm not going to fret and worry over the fact that I'll be dead and buried and well forgotten by the time to respond. Because, and this is the key here, we're all part of a, this human race, of this, I want to use the word society, uh, and I think it's a much maligned word, but... Society to me is when you think beyond yourself and your generation and you think beyond that, everyone can look after themselves. And I'm sure I've spoken about this many times. And there was the famous phrase about, you know, men who plant trees that they'll never uh, sit in the shade of. And that's the seeds of, of a, a good society, you know. And I think I'm happy we are part of that. I mean, there's a lot of bad in this world. Oh, there's a lot of good as well. But as a human race, I consider us to be like a society. And uh, me, lots of people, you know, maybe some people not, you know, I'm happy to contribute to this, knowing that, you know, I might not see it come to fruition. You know, I, I, I don't believe, honestly believe, I'm now, I'm 50 this year, if I make it to the member. <laughs> I'm 50. Um, I honestly don't believe that in my lifetime, um, we'll have any communications from anywhere in, in the uh, in the cosmos, in the universe. Maybe my kids will. Maybe their children will. But I think it's still worth us doing the things that we do, advancing our exploration of space and setting up, you know, things on the moon and things on Mars. So in answer to that question, um, why am I here doing podcasts? Um, yeah, this was it, I think. Yeah, this is why I'm here. <laughs>